1: Welcome to this episode of the BJJ Campaign Podcast. My name is Jeff Boone. I'm
2: an A3 Purple
1: Belt, two stripes.
2: Phil Coors, A2 Purple Belt, two stripes. Welcome back, Philly. How's it going? It's going not good. Cheer about Marcelo. Dude, that was, yes, that's awful. Sucks. Laborio's been posting about it a lot.
1: I know, I saw that. For those of you in the jujitsu world who didn't know, uh, Marcelo Garcia made an Instagram post either yesterday or the day before. I can't remember which one. Uh, that he has stomach cancer and is going to be going through chemotherapy for the next three months. So, you all said the prayers He was like with having him.
2: hiccups or something and then went to the doctor after eight.
1: Hmm. That's awful, man. Stomach cancer, not a great cancer to have. No,
2: no, sucks. Yeah, really does. Yeah, so that was not good. That that popped up on my. Uh, actually, no, Scott told me about it, so I had to open up Instagram, which I never use, oh. and then looked at that. So searched it out. So yeah, not great.
1: Yeah, that's not that's that's a sad note, but you know, hopefully, Marcelo Garcia, if nothing else, he is a fighter. We all know that, literally. Yes, <laughs> and uh, if anyone can beat it, he can. So, prayers go out to the Garcia family. Um, also, what's going on with the uh, Gordon Ryan update? What's what's new? What's exciting?
2: Did he sign like a million dollar contract or something?
1: With Flow grappling,
2: it was with Flow. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it
1: was with Flow. Three matches.
2: Yeah, that's right. Yep.
1: Yeah, Flow because one of them's the uh, Pena match.
2: Is that the only one that we know who he's competing against? I've and I was, haven't heard
1: anything about the other... The other guy was Francis Ngannou? No, not no? inaccurate. Oh, Francis, okay. uh, but, but by the way, could be. Francis Ngannou, no longer a UFC fighter. That's crazy. How does that happen?
2: Um, You know... I, so I, a lot to talk about, just so I don't forget. I've been seeing a lot of tweets with Dana White in the slap contest thing, too. So like, just circle back. So, Gordon Ryan.
1: Okay. We are definitely going to sl- talk about slap fight, though. Um the so he's got two other matches. Who do you think who do you think would be his other matches? Like who would be interesting with Gordon Ryan?
2: Nicky Rod has to be one of them.
1: I think that's probably going to be one of them. Yes.
2: And then uh maybe the guy who won Absolute, whoever that was. Can't remember who it was, but he did pretty well. But I don't know if he's big enough cuz I don't think he was a heavyweight.
1: He won absolute what are you talking
2: can't about? remember at ADCC somebody won absolute but they weren't like the biggest dude I can't remember who it was but other than that off the top of my head I don't know who else would be appealing to watch. Did
1: Cade Rotolo win absolute? No. Weight class or the weight he class? He won his weight class. Weight, weight class. class okay
2: I can't remember He that. beat Felipe Pena cause yep. that was weird
1: Well Nicky Rod beat Felipe Pena that was for the weight class. Sorry. That wasn't the absolute.
2: Yeah. Like oh, Mose. Mose. yeah, that does. Sorry. That does sound correct. Uriza is he Mose a heavyweight? I thought he was the, the weight division below it, which seems mm. like it would be hard to compete with Gordon if you're lighter than him.
1: Yeah, I think, you know what? I think he was the same weight class as Gordon.
2: Okay. I think. Either way, that, that seems like an appealing matchup because he's good and pretty big. Because you got to be pretty big. Uh, I would like to see Nicky Rod. I like. I wouldn't even hate to see Felipe Pena twice, though. But st- uh, Styles
1: make fights, and here's the problem with Yuri Samoas. Love him. He's gr- wonderful jujitsu. He's Kyotera black belt, and he's uh, he's won multiple ADCCs. Uh, oh, okay. And uh, and and been a high finisher in all of them. Quite honestly, his style is boring. Mm-hmm. There, I don't think flow grappling is going to make that a a marquee event with his style, unless he starts doing it. Here's where I'm going. Think with, about retire. Yeah. Well, yeah, he retired after from the entire, match, uh, right? Okay. Competition. Yeah. Here's where I'm going with it. And this may sound a little crazy. Jake ball. That is incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> interesting, but interesting.
2: It's like <laughs> an even middle ground.
1: <laughs> <laughs> interesting, but I'm not taking that one. Uh, and hear me out on this. Cade Rotolo. Is the third one in a year after he's on Mexican supplements? Yeah, for eight months.
2: I don't know. I mean, it would depend how big he gets. But like, he's that's that's the problem. Like, actually, like
1: ties is so bigger of the two.
2: I think. I think Kate's better though. Is he not? It seems I don't like he know. Does, they're both really good. Yeah, it seems like Kate does better, but maybe it's just the size difference. Because yeah, Kate's they're both really good. Yeah, two on one um i'd like to see mikey you know what i mean but it's just like what do you do when he's 150 pounds heavier yeah, you can't. than you you know what i mean <laughs> so
1: it's that? like gordon's like i can't pass his guard yeah. <laughs> Gordon was like, i don't know what to do with it like <laughs> there is there is no passing his guard his feet go everywhere yeah you know
2: i didn't see that but that's yeah. funny because it's yeah. true yeah yeah dude did you see that leg lock he put on that dude dude he, like broke every part of that guy's knee dude that guy's
1: 12 it they months. listed.
2: Did you? Did you follow? Yeah, I, sent you, uh, I sent you that po- that picture with all the thing out twelve months. Luke,
1: yeah, with Doctor Uh, Lucius oh, Pomerantz. No, no, no. Luke, uh, Luke Pomerantz, the guy that we do. He trains with um, Jocko and Dean out of Victory, but he's always the, the one. Guy? Yeah, yeah okay, always okay. the one at at, um, at camp that wears the gloves because he's a he's a hand surgeon, so he can't really mess up his hands, right? Um. But yeah, he wrote a big write up. So if you, uh, if for those out there on Instagram, really good detailed like what was going on with it. Uh, Doctor Lucius Pomerantz is his name, and uh, and he did a detail, and it was just like there was nothing left of his knee, no tendons, ligaments left. I don't, and plus his foot, his uh, his leg was broke too. How did that guy get up? I don't know. He got up after the fight and
2: walked. It's wild. Yeah, I don't know. Just keep it straight. <sighs> Just don't bend it.
1: Twelve months. Can you imagine? Why didn't he tap?
2: I don't know. Was there? I didn't. Uh, do you, see you think the, that Mongolians don't know how to tap?
1: They that they they don't do that in Sambo. Maybe it's a different thing.
2: Is there a world in which he was winning in points? In no. Head? Yeah. No, there was no world that that happened. So I don't know. Like, if it's like, I'll give up my leg, but I'm going to win this match. All right. I don't, otherwise, I don't know.
1: You know, the only thing was I was disappointed in that match, because obviously Mike, Mikey was better, for sure. I was disappointed that after he wrecked his leg, he he kept on with the legs. And I felt like he could have, he had an opportunity to just take his back and choke him, because then, there, there's no amount. So what if he doesn't tap? He just goes out. Yeah. You know, I was kind of disappointed that, but I guess was it a ten? Was it a ten or twenty minute? I can't even remember. I don't know. I think it was a ten minute match. I think it's a ten minute match.
2: That, yeah. Pretty I sure. Don't, I don't think they would do twenty in that. Yeah,
1: not in that one
2: thing. Setting.
1: I, so <laughs> I, I think that that's why he probably just didn't. He probably took a little too much time. And then whenever he finally started going to the back and stuff, there was only like two minutes left. So there wasn't really. Much time for him to work, um, but yeah, that was that was brutal.
2: Yeah, that was gross.
1: And then that same card, Gary Tonin finishes with a Kamora.
2: That was a nice finish. A nice, nice takedown and everything too. Yes, it that was. was cool looking. Yes, it was. He always does cool stuff though.
1: Yeah, yeah. Johnny Nunez, that's the guy.
2: But back to the Gordon thing. I don't know, man. Like I would watch that match, but I don't underst- I don't think that can pull. I don't think there's anybody who thinks the Ritulo brothers could win. You know? I think there is. I think there's, there's a l- lot of delusional people. You're right. Yeah, I think But is. I just don't, I don't know that that does the same as somebody. I think they have to milk the, it has to be Nicky Ryder Pena. Or like somebody. Well, I think both,
1: well, the first match is Pena. I think that the second match is going to be rematch with so Nicky Rod. So
2: now that Gordon's made a bunch of money. What if he just loses on purpose? Because a rematch is going to be what gets the most views if he loses. Interesting take, Phil. And now I feel like I he's don't lose like on where purpose. you're going with this. Eh, that's where that's where all the money is.
1: I don't think his uh, built that way intestinal fortitude yeah. will allow yeah. him to do that. Yeah, I kind of agree. Yeah.
2: Plus, he's already got paid. He signed the contract, yeah. so it doesn't really matter if he wins or loses. He's yeah, he likes that. He same. likes that
1: being undefeated and pointing it out every year that yeah. sixty-one matches since he's been
2: beaten. So maybe after this contract he does that. I don't know, Did Him and Felipe have good matches. I agree. Like so I kind of would keep watching them. I totally and agree, him and man. Rod. And the more they probably have matches, probably the harder it gets for Gordon to stay ahead of him. Because they just get more used to what he's doing.
1: Agreed. And and did we point this out last time that who was out in camp with Peña Galvals? Did I point that out last time?
2: I think you told me Pena went to Galvals, right?
1: Yeah. And Craig Jones was there.
2: Oh uh, okay, I don't know. I don't you know camp with him. That. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because Craig's just too small, right? Because like Craig's pretty good. He's just not big enough for Gordon. Yeah, I mean, they used to be the same size.
1: They used to be the same size. Yeah, yeah. It, back in that the that EBI, whenever he broke he, his arm, or he whatever. broke his arm. Yeah, they, they That they were. The clip always comes up. That's always crazy. Yeah, yeah. It was a great, great match. Um, but yeah, that they. they He's definitely bigger. I, you know what? It might be a Craig Jones match.
2: I would prefer to see Craig Jones over Yuri Smos, to be quite honest. Yeah, same. I was just throwing somebody out as like an idea. I would rather watch Nicky Rod three times than one of those other people, though. Yeah. Probably- Nicki Rod and Felipe Pena, probably whoever is closer, give him another match. Because a lot of people want to see that rematch again after the overtime thing, you know? And then, like, the Felipe match didn't end the way you would want it to because he quit.
1: Yeah yeah and he quit right whenever Gordon was asserting his dominance which is the right time to quit let's just be honest
2: yeah I mean if you're gonna do it can't be losing and tired (laughs) that's
1: that's a philism
2: (laughs) so yeah but I mean dude if those three guys had some sort of round robin thing where they had matches like once a month I'd watch all of them those are people (laughs) I want to see and once people other people are big enough and good enough then I'll watch it again I agree kind of what stinks about like even Andrew Wilsey or whatever when he was doing really well I don't know what happened to him but like he's what like 185 or something so it's like you're just too small well like he you're actually
1: was getting down to 160 oh really yeah so let's talk about that Andrew Wilsey he had a breakdown so he had he
2: started I saw him posting some stuff he, about he, he
1: really he struggled with his uh, mental health and kudos to him went and got help okay and uh and took care of those problems he's back on the scene uh, I'm super excited to see him. He's got another. I think he just cut another BJJ fanatics um, instructional. Okay. Um, and so he's going to be back on the the competition scene. You know, okay. like, I mean, you look at people who, uh, which look at Jacob Couch. He just got his black belt, right? So mm-hmm. he's he's now in that that division. Um, you know, there's going to be a lot of interesting matchups coming up. I think, especially with him. Uh, coming through there. Um. Yeah, that's about it. That's about it for for the Gordon Ryan update. Now let's move on to slap fighting.
2: Because, Hold on first. What happened to Francis? How can how can you finally get like a? I don't know about finally, but you get the UFC heavyweight. Like how you just let him run away? How he lost? Yeah, He's lost four. Okay. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. He lost to uh, Stepi. Miocic, oh okay, and then he won the rematch, right? Okay, uh, um, but uh, you know, I think that that uh, you know Dana w- will pay fighters that bring in the cash, and you know, that, i.e. Conor McGregor, you know, Khabib, uh, Patty the Batty, but the folks that the that don't really. Make the spike on the pay per views, which I don't know why. I mean, I'm going to buy all of them so it doesn't really matter. Like, it, I'm not the
2: one. Yeah. I'm,
1: you know, I'm not the one. They're not fighting for
2: your business. They're not. <laughs> right.
1: Right. Uh, and I'll watch every one that Francis Ngano's in, but but it was just like Mighty Mouse when he left on top, right? Is that, that those pay per view numbers weren't what he expected out of a heavyweight champion. And maybe he thinks with Cyril gone or with uh, John Jones back. He's got more of an opportunity because look, who's a bigger draw at the box office and pay-per-view John Jones or Francis Ngannou? Yeah.
2: John Jones. I would like to see them fight.
1: It's, I would love to see them fight and maybe that's a comeback fight. Who knows? But John Jones is coming back to the uh, ring fe- in February. Uh,
2: you think it's too late? Fighting
1: think- Glover to share. You
2: think
1: it's too late. Think God, to no, he's not. He's fighting. he's fighting. I don't know who he's fighting. Sorry. I don't know who he's fighting. Dude, I don't remember either.
2: John um, Jones, too late to put on all that size? Isn't he old now? Dude, Three he, years, four years gone or something like that?
1: No, he was the youngest champion at the time, right? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, what? so he's 33 maybe. So no. Oh, okay. That's not, you know, that's prime really yeah. if you look at it with, with um combat sports. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so maybe, you know, maybe Dana was just making room right or wrong for a bigger box office draw. Yeah. Right. And that, you know, it's just, it just becomes numbers
2: then. Yeah. So Francis has a boxing match with the other guy, the, uh, the heavyweight guy, right? Tyson Fury. Yes.
1: Did they sign that? Is that happening? Oh,
2: I don't know. That's what I keep. I I mean, I've heard rumor of that, but that's not official. I'd, well, it, it, it maybe you be, don't know about it. It's probably, but I don't, not. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You would probably know. Okay, I probably I, would think I, probably I would saw I would rumors that. and just thought it was real.
1: Well, I, yeah, no, I heard the rumors. I, I think it would be a great matchup. there because
2: that would that would make sense to me because boxing just makes more money.
1: Yeah. Oh, I mean, so like,
2: go get money before you lose the heavyweight
1: title. Right on. Right because sure. what whatever he's getting for that Tyson Fury fight is going to be more than he's made total mm-hmm. in the UFC altogether. In his career, yeah, I I I promise you that. Sure. You know. Yeah.
2: So we'll see. Is the UFC just not big on like views and sponsorship? Just because they're kind of niche with the violence
1: or something? Um, I think that they see the value is the art and not the person. Okay. I think that's easiest way to say it.
2: Everybody's replaceable.
1: Yes. Yeah. Except the ones that they pay mega bucks. Connor McGregor's not replaceable. Yeah. He brings people. He brings a a worldwide audience to the stage. Mm -hmm. You know, same thing with Patty. Same thing with Khabib.
2: Yeah. Okay. All right. Onto the slapping.
1: Dude, I have been following, admittedly, I've never watched a slap fight on, I don't even know if they're on TV yet, but on TV, but I have been watching slap fighting on my Instagram for the last six months. And the best thing I can equate it to is a train wreck. No, that's not the best thing. That's, that's more sad. Let's say a NASCAR wreck. Right. Where nobody gets hurt. Right. Well. Which is most of them. Severely. Sometimes some of them get brain damage, right? Yeah. <laughs> Still the same thing. Most of the racks they, they happen like four times a race. Most of them. Are yeah. Right. right. Most of them, they're fine. Right. You can't look away from them. You, you don't want to look away from them. You kind of enjoy there's it when it happens. There's a reason they show them 33 times when they happen. You kind of enjoy it when it happens. That's where I'm at with slap fighting. Because these guys, and look, there's no way around it these
2: guys are getting major brain trauma dude it's it's like you see them hit and the lights the guys just go just off go out they're out there's no shot like i'm watching these clips and i'm like either i go first and if like you don't fall down it's like oh never mind he won i'm out yeah, he won <laughs> i'm out Four turns, oh he didn't fall over turns out he wins
1: <laughs> dude yeah yeah yes.
2: that's crazy yeah I saw a really funny comment that was like oh Dana came up the first one was Dana and his wife <laughs> dude
1: that's terrible I saw a similar meme as well I was going to be a little more tactical not
2: bring nah, it up but now that you
1: did yeah, it was funny it was very funny
2: yeah. can't do that yeah You're how it right. goes. You're right. um, yeah so yeah I just think that's crazy that that's like a new thing with how uh much awareness and everything has been brought up about brain damage over the years.
1: By the way, prediction. Take probably not off. a popular pred- prediction. It's going to be wildly popular.
2: Until they shut it down, yeah.
1: Yes. Yeah. It's going to be wildly you see popular. see that guy's
2: face that was like... <laughs> Dude, is that, that like photoshopped
1: did- or is that real?
2: It's probably real, man. <sighs> I don't know. It just seems like it would be real because there's so much...
1: It's just for the audience. This dude's face, like one side somebody. of his face is completely normal. And the other side looks side looks like Rocky and mask and twice the size. It's so bad. It's incredible. Like he can't see out of his eyes. Eyes all swollen shut.
2: And so, again, I don't know anything about it other than I've been watching clips with like no real volume or anything. Because I can't imagine that adds much.
1: The volume is great because the announcers are spectacular at making everything interesting
2: who are, who are the people like who is signing up to do this do i mean they want to be like fighters and they're just like trying to like no man they want to drink beer and slap the fuck out of people drinking beer all right well that makes more sense okay yeah no it looks these like guys women aren- are doing it too
1: the women arguably better because they go down
2: more they fall down more oh yeah, yeah.
1: Oh yeah! Every one
2: I saw in the like little montage clip, I saw every one of them was falling down.
1: This one—did you see the blonde who no. got knocked silly? Like back row the second time and front row over her head. Yeah, yeah, front yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. No, it's not good.
1: It's not. not good. Good. I am going to watch every single one though. Yeah, I will yeah. be honest with you.
2: What is it on? On the USB package or whatever? TBS. It's on like a... That's like a main one. It's like yes. a family channel. If I remember... I think
1: it's TBS. I'm pretty sure it's TBS.
2: That was like a pretty family-friendly channel Not when no I was more. watching cable. Slap fighting's coming, bitch. That's crazy. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, I can't believe that's a thing. <laughs> that's so funny. Uh, Not for the people getting hit in the face, though. But, I mean, I guess they're signing up. Like
1: They're signing up, man.
2: And, look, I mean... You know what? And is it a tournament or like a one-on-one? Do I have no like Do they keep going up the ladder I've, like Mortal Kombat? Are you, like,
1: <laughs> I'm not that interested in the format. I'm just interested in seeing people slap each other. Highlights, okay, Yeah, yeah. Okay, fair. Yeah.
2: Fair. yeah. Man, that's wild. <laughs> I don't usually get involved in the UFC stuff, but there's been a lot of news between the Francis stuff and then the slap fighting kind of came across my Twitter today and I was like, what? Yeah. I've seen some of this stuff before, but I've never seen like Dana White sitting there On cable TV, and I'm like, this is a real thing? I thought this was like a a meme trick trend thing for online, but apparently it's real.
1: Is this a subsidiary of the UFC,
2: I wonder? Uh, I don't know. I mean, Or is
1: he doing his own thing here, not with Frank and Lorenzo? Oh, well, I guess Frank and Lorenzo are out of it anyway, aren't they? For Titas, they sold it.
2: I don't know. I would be worried this brings lawsuits that affect the UFC somehow that I wouldn't want it to be connected. But, like, if he's sitting in the front row, I'm connecting it. Right. So I'm sure everybody else is. Well,
1: look, I'm sure those contracts have plenty of language (laughs) surrounding that sort of thing.
2: Yeah. I don't know. So, Uh, all
1: right. Let's talk. Let's start talking about jujitsu. But first, before I start talking about jujitsu, they're
2: slapping in jujitsu sometimes.
1: There is slapping in jiu-jitsu sometimes. You're right. Combat jujitsu.
2: Um, I just, man,
1: I just finished up that uh, new David Goggins book, Never Finished. Okay. Do you know he had a new one out?
2: No, I knew about Can't Hurt Me, I believe.
1: Can't Hurt Me. It was good. Can't Hurt Me was good. This one is great. Okay. And and there was a lot of... for. I'm sure everyone that's listening all 10 people that are listening know who David Goggins is. And I'm sure Chris knows who it is. Um, but David Goggins, for those who don't know, he's, he's the 1% of the 1% and is hard as fuck. And just, it does a lot of things. And um, in that, he talks a lot he he went through a lot of in, injuries since i think can't hurt me was 2016 came out and this one's just now coming out and so basically um the injuries that he had sustained but be- or maybe it was no it was 2018 i'm sorry i, didn't, I said 16. yeah i was gonna say it's it's six 2018. Times, I, I didn't think like it was that it's long. 2018 so this is going to in like 19 20 21 where it was really some of his hardest years with regards to injuries because of the toll his body has taken over the, over the years. Right. And, um, and it chronicles how he, you know, tore his, uh, partial tear on his ACL and tore his MCL and his medial and lateral collateral. So his, his, I think it was left knee tore all those ligaments and, um, did, did rehab and 12 months later did a 240 mile race yeah and it kind of chronicles that along with a lot of other stuff that was really good but um his first time back i think it was his first one back it was two thousand twenty because it was just the beginning of the pandemic. But the Moab 240, it's over 30,000 feet change in elevation, so a lot of uphills, a lot of downhills. Um, and, uh, and you know, he was basically recovering and training for this fight, or for this fight, for this um, distance uh, for that year. Nine months, actually, I think is what the time was between that. And that was, you know, he was talking about whenever – Whenever it finally gave way was um, in his in his rural fi- firefighting. Uh, he does that parachute jumper firefighter up in the northwest. Okay. You know, in the winter for five months, and um, that's it, he caught a log and tore everything and just completely tore it apart. And then when he was on his way to the hospital to get checked out, he told his uh, I think it's his girlfriend, Jennifer. Uh, um, he goes, "I'm going to, I'm going to do the Moab 240." She's like, "That's nine months away, and your knees trash." He goes, "Yep." It's like I'm going to do it. So he said, "Set uh, very ostentatious goals," and and I liked his reasoning behind it. Because he said, you know, there really is no failure. And I, I, I kind of, th- of course, I'm going to see it through the lens of jujitsu mm-hmm. all the time. And that it, th- there really is no failure in this because every obstacle that I overcome to get as close as I can to that goal is going to be something that I would need to do anyway. Meaning that, like, if you're recovering from a jujitsu injury, you know, setting a goal of whether it's competition or something else, you know, that's going to make you come in more frequently. It's going to make you tighten down your diet. It's going to make, make you, uh, take more serious to your mental training, your physical training and, and, and kind of go take those, make those milestones even more important whenever actually the milestones themselves are the goals. Right. And, uh, so fast forward and i'm leaving a lot out and please i'm not trying to give any spoilers out here cuz please this is not even a 10th a 100th of the book but it's just one evolution in the book that's what he calls his chapters his evolutions and um and so fast forward to the to Moab 240 and he he basically runs the first 70 miles 73 miles and um he's in second place out of i don't know how many 200 maybe 80 80 maybe i think 80 is what he said he did and then his um his pacer takes a wrong turn so he goes another 15 miles basically and then has to get back on the course and then get started you know go from that 73 miles where where he was even though he'd done 88 miles right yeah. and uh and you know it takes it it takes you through a lot of stuff and and he every time that he thought about giving up and again seeing it through the lens of the eye of jiu-jitsu is that he just said I, okay i just got to take one more step you know you know i, I likened that to all right just survive 10 more seconds in this position Mm -hmm. Just make it, you know, just, just do that. And the way he did that was, um, you know how you have zone heart rate training, right? So, you know, you got your one zone, which is. You're really basically doing nothing. Your two three zone where you're you're having physical activities, but you can do it. And then your four five zone is is peaked. You know, it's your peak performance, right? It's when your heart rate's the highest. He said he does that same thing with his mental zones. Like whenever found out that they were on the wrong track, you know, he lost his mind and went to zone five in his mind. You know, and he said it took me one second to say, see that I was at zone five. In, in order to be able to finish this race, I had to bring it down below two,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know? So like whenever you're in that bad position, if somebody's, you know, dominating you on in, in a top position where all you want to do is, is provide them, provide a way out, you know, just taking that from that level or zone five in your head to down to zone two. So I, that, that's you know, again, kind of the the lessons that I'm trying to take out of this. And then, so fast forward, he, um, he basically gets to, uh, he's done 215 miles and they're at the the top of this peak. That's, uh, 10,300 feet. And, um, he gets, um, hate high altitude, um, something it's high out to where you you are your body's in shutdown and um and you and he also has the sickle cell trait too so which is worse for elevation and all that stuff so he he gets this and has to dnf and goes to the hospital they give him treatment for that high altitude high altitude Shoot, I can't I can't remember what it what it is. Really bad with your your lungs, you can't breathe sure. anymore. Your lungs fill with water, basically. Okay. It's or fluid, not water. Your lungs fill with fluid. So they went to the hospital and um he was treated. He had you know, they were like, Yeah, you do have this, which is, you know, can have an embolism. You can die right out. People died from it. And that's what ultra marathons, if they die, that's what they die from. It's high altitude. Hmm. And so uh, he did it and uh, he was sitting there and they had spent, you know, a couple hours in the, um, in the ER and he was like, he looked at, uh, Kish is what he calls her and says, "Drop me back off. Let's go. (laughs) So they go, you know, he's already DNF, so he's not, you know, he's not going to, cross the finish line. He's gonna cross the finish line in in the time that they'd set for it, but you know, obviously going off the trail for any medical intervention, it wasn't there. And uh and so he went and, and finished, you know, and that that one more step, that's that's highly recommended. It I'm not gonna tell you everything about it, but that was that was a story that stuck with me and kinda of like how I equated it to to what it meant in jujitsu.
2: Yeah. Is he the one who says you can do anything for like 10 seconds?
1: I don't know. Anything for 10 seconds? I don't know. I don't yeah. think I've ever heard him. He he broke the uh, pull-up record mm-hmm. when he did that.
2: That's like the, um, you a bike out there. What's that? It's like your bike out there.
1: I can do that for 10 seconds.
2: That's what I would tell myself. You can do anything. You can do anything for 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. No matter how bad it sucks. 10 seconds. It does suck though. Yeah, it's a terrible it's ten seconds. Ten seconds.
1: It's a terrible two minutes after too.
2: Yeah. <laughs> no, they're not nearly as bad. <laughs> I think he said something like that. I'm sure he has, but I'm like, sure he has uh, I don't know if that's where I got that, but yeah, I think it was ten seconds. Maybe it was five seconds, something like that. But yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah that makes so sense. definitely go out and get the book. I mean, it's no, it's, it's, it's an cool. incredible read.
2: I like that guy. Yeah, me too. Sometimes it's a little overkill on some stuff. He had a uh, he had one video that popped up recently for me where he was like, yeah. I felt, like a, I felt like a bitch. So what I did was, because the way I was thinking, I just started saying all my thoughts out loud and recording myself. Uh-huh. And then I went back and listened to it. And I felt awful about what I said. So I went out and did all the stuff I said I didn't want to do. <laughs> he goes over that in the book, too.
1: Uh, you know, he, it's a big part of what he does, yeah. too. Yeah. Uh, so you got to keep those things in here, I and mean, you can't say them out loud. Mm-hmm. It sound real bad. I don't yeah. want to do that. He's <laughs> like, I, I played it back, and I sounded like a bitch. <laughs> it's like I would have been no motherfucker, and yeah. I was. Uh, but th- there was there was another thing um, that I loved about it, and that was he uh, used a foxhole analogies. The the friends that you have, or your training partners, or anything like that 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 are you deem worthy of being in a foxhole with you because you have to count on them and the role that they play, you know, the role that they played, like he was talking specifically about his pacers and the role that they played in, in his success and finishing these things and, and, and everything else. And, um, you know, pointing out that they're not all, it's not, it's not really ever what you want to hear. Always want to hear right? But it's always what you need to hear. And they always push you to what you think your limit is and beyond to do that. So I feel like that there's a a lot of parallels in jujitsu with your training partners to have that, the importance of having that with, with, you know, some of your training partners that you do. And I kind of, I kind of quickly pivoted to to jujitsu with with regards to those in the Foxhole because most of the training partners we have are those people that you'd want in the Foxhole with you. Mm-hmm. So, and he was talking <laughs> and this one sorry, this last one it was the same, it was the same race. Or no, it was another race, but it was it was one of the last legs of the 240. And uh it was one of his fastest pacers and this guy was pretty fresh and he was at the, you know, the last 60 mile or 15 40 miles of the 240 and uh And he was like, he, uh, Goggins said, fuck it. And he dug down a a deeper and, and ran the fastest 40 miles that he'd run in the whole race to try and drop that guy, to try and drop his training part. And he did. And he was like, he goes, that motherfucker was pissed. And you know what? he came back and he did it right to me. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> so, so, you know, whatever would when I, I kind of equate that to like, you know, whenever you turn stuff up, especially if you're getting ready for competition or something on, on, on people, you know, that's going to be fuel or, or what he says, you know, scraps for the dog in you. And, uh, so I thought that, I thought there was a lot of parallels that you could draw from jujitsu and yeah. doing things hard, mm-hmm. you know?
2: Yeah. That's awesome.
1: Yeah.
2: Great.
1: You read any books lately aside from commercial real estate books? <laughs> no,
2: not really. Nothing interesting. No.
1: Oh, also want to point out for those people uh that listen to jujitsu podcasts, obviously you the audience are those people. Uh David, you remember David from um from Origin Camp? Mm-hmm. From Texas, he's got he's got actually three or four out now. He did
2: uh, who did he do um with um both with of them Diane, David and Diane. No, no, no,
1: no, 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 no. David from Texas uh, uh that trains with uh Rodrigo and
2: uh the guy who hurt his
1: shoulder. Huh? Yeah, the guy hurt his shoulder. Okay, okay, David. Yeah. David and uh, was,
2: I was thinking of Jerry's people.
1: Yeah. And what's his, what's the other one? God, I can't believe I forgot his name. The guy who was training for Worlds while he was there. He's Formiga. J- Formiga. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Formiga. So you had Formiga, Rodrigo. He's got, he's got like four or five really good ones. Uh, okay. BJ, cool. BJJ executive mm-hmm. podcast. Cause he talks about leadership. You know, he's, he's, uh, he's an executive of some sort. I don't know what. Okay. But, but, you know, kind of balancing that work life balance. Uh, um, with jujitsu and dude he's his production was on point from the start like yeah. like he was good you know and uh um
2: you gotta pick one either really great content or great production right his <laughs>
1: nice content's so. really good too <laughs> he's just better than us it's fine i don't mind uh <laughs> but uh but yeah he's got he's got, i think he's got four or five out there and i've listened to a few of them and they're really really good I i really enjoyed it okay cool yeah so give that a listen.
2: What else? What's next? Phil? I don't know how much time we got. Where are we at? I feel like we talked a lot about slap fighting.
1: That was a good 10 minutes on slap fighting. <laughs> <laughs> it should have been 20. <laughs> you want to get back to it?
2: Yeah, I want to think about it.
1: No, we're good on time. I mean, we're fine on time. Oh, okay. Yeah.
2: yeah. I don't know. what I don't know what else I had to explore this week. Hmm. I don't know what else to explore this week. Okay. My next thing that I'm going to explore is just playing with wrist locks. Oh. I'm, I think I'm finally there. Yes. I think I'm finally there.
1: Have you, you're you not finally there unless you watch the Pete no, I haven't and watched Bernardo it. I haven't
2: watched it. Have <laughs> Dude, a, watch
1: have, that YouTube video. I've seen, video. A, I've seen the video.
2: I've seen the video. I haven't seen that. You have the one video.
1: Oh, yeah. His. Yeah, yeah. I haven't That's seen that yet. I good. want to. Yeah, it's Or at good. least part of it. Yeah, it's good. It's good. It, but it's like... So let's take it back to what you'd said earlier before we started the podcast—that you're a rote learner and a conceptual teacher.
2: That's right. Yes, <laughs> I learned step by the, step. The wrist locks—they're all the same. That's what—that's what I'm kind of that's already so thinking. appealing. There's only so many ways. To it's just this that's thing. what's appealing about it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I've always loved them. It's because I can't understand stuff, but then once I understand it. I think it. I can typically break it down to at least, I, this is how I understand it. This is the yeah. only way that makes sense to me because my brain is slow. So if I can understand this, I think you can.
1: Why don't you flip around that and be a conceptual
2: learner? <sighs> it's just this the slow moving. It just doesn't pick up things that way. I think I'm getting better at it. I'm looking for it more. I yeah. understand its value a lot more now. Yeah. I just didn't understand why it was so much more valuable to learn that way.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like you see it, like you see there's so many examples of you see everything is the same whenever you do it. It's like there's three things and these are all the same. Yeah. You know?
2: Yeah. I think we like, all right, so let's do a throwback question. And I have no answer for this right now. What's your favorite concept in jujitsu?
1: My, well, my the, my I'm favorite gonna, my I'm favorite panic.
2: And and like not even think what my favorite one is. I'm just scrambling trying to come up with one.
1: So I've got 3.
2: I love it. Go ahead.
1: Okay, because because the, these all I'm gonna pick it's, up it's the concept of the hierarchy of all jiu-jitsu. Right? It's grips, position, submission or defense, right? So so before you do anything, which meaning if you're defending or if you're on the offense, you have to make the grips to, to do, to do whatever you're going to do. You have to have your grips, Mm -hmm. right? And then off those grips, if you're defending, right, then you've got to position yourself or make the position that you're going to do in order for that defense, meaning setting up that position, setting up where you're going with it. And same thing, whenever you're passing or, or being offensive, that position means you're either getting closer or further away from someone. Right. And then submission or defense, that's just the execution of whatever it is that you're doing, whether you're defending or or on the offense. Mm-hmm. So that's my that's my favorite overall hierarchy of jujitsu concept. What's yours? I I'm, Obviously, you still I, got a blank look I on your have, face.
2: I have one of my fa- in my head right now, and I want to see if it's one of your favorites because I just remembered it. But go ahead.
1: No, those were the three. That was it.
2: You did one.
1: Grips, position, submission. That's the hierarchy. It's the not
2: three concepts. That's one concept. It's one
1: concept. Yeah, that's my favorite.
2: Okay. I'm going to hit you with another one. All right. I, I feel like you're going to say it's your favorite. Okay. You can't be heavy everywhere. Okay. Oh, I love that one. I knew you do. I love it. that one. I know it. You, it's a, yes. It was a good one. This is great.
1: And again, that goes along with position and what I just broke down as the overall hierarchy of ju- jiu-jitsu. It's that position is whenever you're committing that person to a position, they can't be heavy everywhere if you're defending. Right. So you got to find that position where you can exploit that.
2: Another one that changed everything for me. Yeah. Don't let them do what they're trying to do.
1: That was a Marcelo, Marcelo Garcia right they're there. They're
2: doing something on purpose. Don't let them do it.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: That was a good one.
1: Love that one. Yeah. That's good. Those are good ones. I love that. Not being heavy everywhere though. Don't That's let them
2: smash your face. <laughs> <laughs> Just oh. General concept, side control, roll lens, block the <laughs> That's right. Don't let them smash. Right. You. Don't You're let them right. smash your face. It does right. two things. Your face doesn't get smashed, and they usually get frustrated. That's right. And You're right.
1: That's so good. So good. There's so many of them.
2: There's a lot of them. Yeah. That's funny. Different light bulb moments for me. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right?
1: There's so many. And it's so funny, whenever you've been saying it to someone for a while and then they have the light bulb moment. You're like, yes,
2: <laughs> <laughs> dude. I, uh, another one I just had, cause I, I, some people have been working on a list for a test. I do all the sweeps backwards and like looking back, I'm like, Oh, this, this is a major reason why I struggled so bad with them because nobody was like, Hey dude, do it the other way. You suck at it, just suck at it the way everybody else does it, so that way you're not fighting him. So, like, when I scissor sleep, I, I want to do it with my right leg on top. What? Nobody's ever, Nobody said that to me until way too late. It's, I've known it for, like, a year or two now, but, like, because somebody said something, I'm like, oh, I like to go the other way, and and then Joey just goes, well, they want to go this way, so I want to sweep them that way, because they're already going that way, and I was like... yeah dang, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah. So that's why I was doing it. Like, I think that's a major reason why I struggle with sweeps. Cause I was fighting. Like they don't even want to go that way. And I'm trying to like,
1: obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Stay with me here though.
2: So Saturday might morning, benefit,
1: I a, it might benefit you in the future from that knowledge.
2: So here's my thing though. Here's my thing. I'm really good at my bad side right now. I just don't have a good side yet. Cause I'm, <laughs> I think last Saturday morning I might have done 40 scissor sweeps before class. I was like, let me just do this a bunch of times because I'm real far behind on how I need to be doing this. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. So I hip bump the wrong, I don't care that I hip ah, bump I like that way. Ah, hip bump doesn't, your hip bump's great. Because the, the guillotine is with my, most people hip bump to the left. I go to the, or I'm sorry, to the right. I go to the left, which allows my guillotine to be there with my hand. I want to come. That's right, up. you do. Yeah. Like, I like to wrap the guillotine off the same thing, but I cannot guillotine. Did you the always hip bump to your yeah, left? Never I've never changed anything. And I flower sweep to the left. That's the only, that's the reason that's the only sweep I hit. Well, yeah, flower sweep's supposed to be done to the left. Yeah, because it's the only one I do on oh, timing. Okay. That's why it's the only <laughs> one that works. Yeah. No, I've been frustrated about this for recently. I've been you thinking know what?
1: about it. I have actually done a flower sweep to the right, though, because they uh, tried to break guard um, differently. Two
2: people have been doing this backwards.
1: I like it, though, when they do it, because yeah, I, I know like the Ryan's always that. done
2: it. Someone else did it to me back. Uh, you know, it was it was Brent. Was it Vincent or whatever? I was like he started breaking my guard lefty. And I was like, oh, dude, what are you doing to me? <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's funny. Um, But yeah, no, it's just something. So now like that's that's kind of one of the things I'm working on is like relearning sweeps the the way that would be should be easier it was the butterfly sweep that actually rebrought that back up because i'm like i butterfly sweep this way because i want my right leg yeah because i want my right leg in there because it's my it's my stronger leg it's my lift lifting leg you know that's just how i naturally wanted to do it i wanted to kick the scissors i wanted to kick with this leg and for whatever reason i never heard anybody be like hey why don't you try it the other way you know Maybe they did, and I was like, I don't like it. I feel like butterfly sweep is not as important directionally because they're on their knees. Usually, if I go for that sweep, yeah. yeah. But to their point, typically people are shifting and they're they're going that way. So I I I should just go that way because like I always tell people like, why are you fighting people? Just go the way they want to go. And here I am fighting people, not going the way. Dude, just hold it up. Sometimes you know, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, dude, it's frustrating. Yeah, it's fine. (laughs) It's fine. <laughs> uh, when all these lefties finally come in the gym, though, and they all start going, they are I'm in left trouble. Yeah, but you don't pass left handed; you pass <laughs> right-handed. right handed. When these left-handed passers come in, they are in trouble. <laughs> in bad trouble. You're the only one that's going to be able to sweep. <laughs> oh, that's great. So that's what I'm working on, and wrist locks. And wrist locks came up because, uh just to deal with that, like. I don't really care about finishing any wrist locks just to deal with some of the stalemating, you know, with like strong grip stuff. just a little like make a move, you know,
1: it's such a distraction. It's such a distraction is what it is. And then look, whenever you get a wrist lock, what's their reaction going to be? It's going to be to take their arm away from their body. Well, if their arms away from their body, you've got a better chance to attack it.
2: Yeah. You know, So that's what I was. I was just kind of play with. I don't like have. I haven't watched a video. Like I don't have a set strategy in mind necessarily to attack with, or when, or where. Mm -hmm. But I kind of just want to start grabbing them and kind of looking for some like pattern. That I see, maybe that set something up that like they always do this. Yeah. You know, no, it's great. It's a great distraction. I've, I've loved them. I mean, I know. And you when know, you did it, it's really annoying when someone is like constantly doing it and like you're having to always be dealing with well,
1: it. Well, you know, you know who taught us both that and you just never listened. It will. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously. I, w- I listened. You, no, you didn't. I mean, I heard it yes you did hear it I didn't say here I know you heard it you just (laughs) didn't listen whenever I was like oh this guy who's really good that does wrist locks all the time I should probably be better than I am now so why don't I try what he does in a really poor manner for a little while
2: until I get better at it yeah plus now that like I don't know I think some of the stuff is funny like people consider them dirty and now i think that's funny they're hilarious yeah so like now nah, that's where i am now you know i wasn't there but before. they've
1: always been hilarious yeah
2: i wasn't there before before i was like yeah i get it it's kind of cheap or whatever and i'd skip over it and now i think it's funny also jeremy Rell said he broke that dude's wrist and then lost because the guy didn't care really yeah oh wow yeah on the podcast he told that story. yeah i remember i remember I he's remember like yeah now. I committed to it. I broke his wrist and he like passed my guard or whatever it was. And I lost. So take that for what it's worth. Yeah. No. I, that kind of stuck with me too. Yeah. Yeah. That's.
1: I've been, by the way, I've been practicing that Jeremy a move that, uh, I think that he showed that mark. at a seminar recently. Did he? I love that one. I was going he, through uh, it with John the other day. just because okay. I was like, I got to remember this cause I was in it and I got it. And I was like, oh, I got to go back over that setup. And it's really, really good.
2: I think it was last know. Saturday. He was at Shell uh, Shock. Yeah. That's Are they moving? I, don't I thought have... I saw a Facebook post like they were moving or expanding or something, but I don't know.
1: I don't know. I haven't seen it. That place is pretty big that they got.
2: Okay. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Same place yeah, that you I, know of?
1: I mean, I don't know. I haven't seen. I'll, I'll look. I mean, I don't know. I haven't seen. But, but uh,
2: it looked like Jeremy was up there Yeah, I knew he had a.
1: Yeah, I knew he had a. It was similar up there. Yeah.
2: And I assume that's what he was showing, but maybe that was just like they just said side control or something.
1: But I if it's side control, I guarantee he's showing it. That was slick as shit. Yeah. It's cool.
2: Yeah. All
1: right, Philly, tell the folks how to support us if they choose to do so.
2: Listen to the podcast and tell your friends about it. Good move. Good move. And if you're out there
1: not doing something to make yourself better each and every day, do it. Phil and I choose jujitsu. We hope you do too.